yourselves, I have my very special guest tonight, Esther Austin, and um, let's see if she is there. Esther, are you there? (laughs) Hello, greetings. Greetings. Oh, it's so wonderful to have you on the on the show today, and um, I've got lots of questions for you. But before we go there, can you just tell people a little bit about your background? My background. I guess I'm the eldest of three. Um, um, one died um, at the age of 38 in 2006 from breast cancer. And um, I've got a younger sister who's five years younger than myself. I am the mother of two young men. I try to say not boys because one is 29 and one is 26 tomorrow. Um, I'm also a grandmother to a beautiful um, five-year-old. She's going to be six in a few weeks time as well, two Libras. Um, and I guess, you know, if you really sum me up, um, Imani, I, I would say that I'm a universal soul. I'm, I'm someone that's constantly seeking and searching to better myself, to evolve, to, to see, you know, who else can I become or what else can I become, to tap into all the gifts that I've come down to this earth with. And just to see, how far I can take life, take things and to expand because for me, ultimately, you know, whoever I am and show up to be, then hopefully it would inspire and encourage others to live life um, as large as they as they can. Right. So I know you've got a magazine, but what I want to ask you about is you are a transformational leader and your your gift is to inspire empower and transform what does that look like that okay with with the magazine the magazine is my baby um and the magazine is called turning points your lifestyle your well-being magazine and it's very much for those who are at the turning point of their life you know we're always at some sort of juncture within our own lives and oftentimes you know sometimes society would say you know you're at this juncture and you know you're too old you're too this you're too that and i simply want to share with people that um there are stories in within these pages there's you know within the content of this magazine there's so much that would inspire and encourage you to keep moving forward to keep going no matter what happened no matter how old you are and i'm not saying it's easy um you know because it's life can be challenging at the best of times but it's you know dear to dream mm. dear to dream dear to um dear, dear to have some sort of vision for your life and because it makes it easier when you've got something to look forward to it doesn't mean necessarily that the road is going to be any easier but when you've got something that you can look forward to something that you can aim towards it it just it can just add a spring in your step does that make sense? Oh gosh, absolutely. Um, yeah. It is so important and it's almost like our dreams is what propels us and gets us up no matter what's going on in our lives and that's why it's so important to have absolutely. a vision, have a dream. And um, you know, I know you talk to all sort, you know, different types of people you work with, you you're a mentor as well. Um, and you also, you know, you you have your own do you have your own radio show and um, podcast? 
Um, my own, it's funny, sometimes I get mixed up when we talk about podcasts, because <laughs> podcasts I just see as um, an audio, um, I think it's a fancy word for audio, but yes, I will be starting um, a radio show this coming Friday, actually. Um, it's very much about celebrating old school um, pioneers and legends from within the music industry. Um, that remit for that particular show, and then um, and that's through um, is it PJ? Oh, I'm terrible. I should remember PJ on radio. <laughs> um, but then in between that, I'm going to try and do that. Probably do that um, every other week. But then in between that, I'm going to have my own sort of TV broadcast, I should say, um, on the sofa with this, and that's underneath my own brand and. With that, that's going to be more around personal transformation, personal development, you know, finding out about people's wonderful stories and how they survived and how they've come through and the te techniques that they've used to support them in coming through. So um, that's what's coming up over the next few weeks. So, um, you know, that is, that is the main thing that I've noticed in, in terms of your bio and what I've researched about you is that you like to look for the, the, the you know, the the, ma the magic in people. And yeah. um, I know you are also an energy healer, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But, um, you know, in terms of your, um, your what you're trying to do now, the work with um, radio and um, the, the TV work as well, how did, you, yeah. how did you come to do that? What made you decide to go down that route? Um, if I go back and I'm sort of having one of my senior moments, but if I go back probably, <laughs> if I probably go back to maybe in my mid thirties, I had um, brought out a book, um, published a book and I was looking for, um, you know, radio stations to interview, you know, to get some interviews on stations and in the media. And I also remember approaching, it was called Play Vibes, if I remember correctly, at the time they were based in Brixton and I had contacted them to say I've got this book out can I get an interview on the station and the manager was so impressed with my profile and brief that she goes well actually after your interview we'd like you to start and so that was my first I think that was one of my first um time on radio and holding their show and I really really enjoyed it and I always remember I interviewed Rachel N. Elnash at the time she was on Dragon's Den and the station manager said I knew that you were ambitious because she goes <laughs> you've never done a radio before and for your first show you interviewed you know Rachel Elnash who was sort of seen as quite high profile at the time and I guess there's that sort of um bear in me that thinks okay how far can I really push the boundaries how you know how far can I really step up and make this happen and so that's what I did with that and over time I had the privilege of dipping in and out of different radio stations um and making connections with some of these wonderful people and I after a while, people started to harass me to say, you need to have your own setup, <laughs> you need to have your own setup. Even up to a couple of weeks ago, I've got this beautiful, I call him my big brother, lovely Jewish guy, and he just said, he goes, right now, right now, no more messing around. You need to have your own radio show and your own TV channel. Time, it's time. And so um, that's where I am at this moment in time. And it's something, you know, when it's something that you know you need to do, it's, it's, 
just part of the your one's vocation in terms of what needs to be done and i'm, I'm following that you know i'm just being obedient <laughs> sounds very biblical wow. doesn't it <laughs> no. just being obedient to that calling because it is it, it is a calling and i do enjoy interviewing um individuals and yeah i just get a buzz out of it, out of it but also for me it's giving others a platform and especially with a lot of the old school artists, they have so much to share in money. You know, it's like sitting at the feet of my elders. And you know, it's interesting you say that. I was having a conversation with someone recently and, and saying, you know, it seems as though um, elders are being pushed further and further back from yes. mainstream. And, um, you know, it is doing a disservice to, you know, the, the younger, especially the very young. Um, and it's, is that also, and I agree with you, I think it's so important to bring in the wisdom, you know, which, um, you know, older people tend to, to have. And, and, you know, we can just say older from the sort of early age of being an elder to right up to, you know, people who's been um, doing things for 40, 50 years. How, how um, important is it for you to recognise um, the great people, you know, that have come before and, um, who, you know, who are still here? For me, it's incredibly important. I've got this saying that, you know, to be older doesn't necessarily mean to be wiser. <laughs> and I believe there is a um, there is a gap, and that's just my take. There is a gap in terms of real wisdom and real seeking and the real searching of understanding of self. And it doesn't have to mean that you sit like the Buddha <laughs> and it's all boring. You uh -huh. know, because sometimes when you talk to people about personal development, personal transformation, understanding yourself evolving, you know, you get that sort of blank stare, you know, like the, you know, um, the rabbits in headlights. But it's, it just becomes part, it becomes a part of who you are, becomes a lifestyle. And the more that we, the more that we evolve within our own selves and the more that we get to understand ourselves and the more that we understand the power that we have within us in terms of manifesting stuff, in terms of uh, using our gifts mm -hmm. and sharing our gifts, is the more that we actually recognize that a lot of those elders, those people who I call real elders who have a real story to share because mm -hmm. they've, they've understood that as part of their journey there's been a learning i find sometimes with people my age group there's a journey but they don't want to turn around and look at the man in the mirror lit their wounds and pick themselves up again you know <laughs> put it underneath the carpet but the you know when you keep tucking things underneath the carpet what happens to the carpet it just creates humps yeah um whereas with a lot of these elders that i've interviewed you can tell that they've been on a journey and they also understand that the gift that they've been given, especially a lot of them who are musicians, um, they... Sorry, someone's asking me. I'm on now. Sorry, someone's just asking. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, yeah, she is truly on and she's fired up. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of those artists who you know who we who we honor and who who line the history books of time they they've been on a journey they've been through a lot of pain a lot of sacrifice but what they've done they've not carried it on their shoulder like a sack they actually understood that we had to go through this as part of our experience as part of who we are and but we didn't choose to we didn't choose to carry it with us mm -hmm. We knew that we could put it down because it helped us part of our involvement um and you know you've got people like 
Um, what's his name from the OJs? Apologies. Um, Oh, oh one I know. Of the guys yeah, is it like from the OJs mm. and oh, I can't remember. And um, also Sister Sledge. Now they've lost um, family members, and I remember asking them the question. You know, how did you get up and perform shortly after losing a family member? And they said it was. I mean, obviously their faith. But there's this thing in the industry amongst certain ones that the show must go on. And for me, that's that's having an attitude, that's having understanding your values, but that's also finding strength and courage and that that little something extra to say, you know what? We have been given this gift to share with the world. It's not ours. And so, yes, I can get up on stage and yes, I can deliver. And as part of that delivery, in the midst of it, I'm also having some sort of healing or I'm having some sort of um, release in that space. I mean, I interviewed Chris and Moo from The Real Thing um, for my last magazine. And, you know, he spoke about losing his brother, Eddie Amu, two years ago. And... And how it sort of how it devastated himself and Dave, the other band member. But then, when he got up to when they got up to sing, it was almost like he was honouring his brother, and he he did what he had to do. And for me, is that there's a particular type of strength, there's a particular type of um, understanding that certain elders have that makes them unique. Yes. Um... I, I hear that as in when you sort of um, it's, it's like you can't there's no you can't wait for the pain to to go you have to go through the pain and carry on and do what you have to do and in doing that you get stronger is what I'm hearing you say um, and it's not about letting the, the tough times or you know sad events that happen um, it's about finding a meaning I think it, it's the meaning that you find or you're able to put to a certain situation that helps you to carry on it would you agree with that esther it, it is it's the meaning that you put to it and sometimes or sometimes you just have to step away from the meaning and just and you know they talk about go with the flow you know go with the flow you know you sound it makes you feel like you're in a hippie standing on a hill with your head blowing in the wind right but um, I mean, I know for my life, I've experienced quite a lot of, well, I've experienced a lot of challenges, a lot of pain, um, there's been a lot of struggle. Um, and yes, in those moments, sometimes it's been tough and I've always worked out because working out has been a great release for me. And lots of times I've had to pick myself off the ground myself with because there's been no one around. Yes, I would say God, the universe, spirit, ancestors have always been around, but in, in the physical, I've had to do a lot of that myself. However, what I made a mental decision is that, you know, whatever experience I, I, I've been through, not to carry it with me, but to understand the lesson. <laughs> um, and to to know that i'm not going to go there again i don't want to go back in certain places so what is it that i need to do to so that i can manifest a life more of flow and i believe each and every one of us can have a life of flow you know we get clear just get clear about what you really want i'm in this place now imani where i'm very clear or, or i'm a lot clearer about what i want in my life about the experiences i want in my life um, I just choose not to have drama, too much drama in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and also 
for me, communication is absolutely key to anything. Um, and for me, constantly working on my own processes just means that an understanding that if we are creators or co-creators of our destiny, then I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make my destiny a little easier. <laughs> yes, I, I totally agree with that and I love that. You, you call yourself a universal soul. I love that. Um, mm. what, does that what does that mean? Universal soul. I love that. It means don't lock me down into any box in terms of, you know, I mean, in terms of my colour, yes, I'm black or whatever you want, but that's just a part of me. You know, for me, I want to be a universal soul and I want to be, I want to embrace everything because if we think about consciousness, consciousness is this infinite um, bouquet of everything. It's this wonderful swamp of everything. And the more that I do, the more that I do studying around consciousness and the universe, or, you know, we call it God um, or energy, is the more I realise it's just this expansiveness of yumminess and goodiness. Mm -hmm. And so being a universal soul means please do not put me in a box or you cannot put me in a box. If you want to, that's fine. I don't want to be defined. So even in terms of music, I love all genres of music. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was with someone on Friday and we were listening to lots of different genres of music and it was really nice and liberating you know not to have oh i just listen to soul and soca or reggae no i love a bit of rock i love a bit of opera i love everything because for me it helps to evolve my soul on a wider level it doesn't mean that i've it doesn't mean that i am not true to who i really am okay if i if for, for want of a better term as a black woman but it just means that i can I can have the expression of everything and then I put that into a bouquet and then I can dip into that how I want. You know, if I want to wear, I'm a Dr. Martin girl, but if I want to wear, yeah. um, you know, so, you know, oftentimes we're defined by certain things. If you're this, you don't wear this, you don't do this. Why not? Yeah. If your soul wants to try it, why not? No, I, I totally agree with that. I, I you know, I, I agree. You have to be yourself, whatever that is. And it's not just one thing and there isn't you know you can't there isn't just this carbon copy of how you are especially when you you do open to spirit you do find that you know there's so much um, yeah. to you you find that you're so much more you know than the box that people want yeah. to put you in so yeah. I do definitely agree with that totally um I want to ask you this is because with just touching on the being a, a you know an international not an international universal soul animal communication what's that <laughs> about I when I saw that I thought I've got to ask her about this <laughs> um it's once again it's used in energy work um I, I was I was born highly intuitive I mean we're all intuitive um I was born highly intuitive and you know at a long, young age I was able to see things lot of things um and i think this is about five years ago i went to india i just took myself off to india because i was just under a lot of pressure and i'm like you know i'm out of here and so um i trekked around india with um with a, with a friend of mine and i remember all when i used to stand up in places the animals would always come and stand at my feet or hover at my feet um and i thought you know i felt like the pipe piper i was like oh, God, cool. wow. 
Um, and then also, I really wanted to. I, I volunteered at an animal sanctuary in in India as well. Um, I think it was the first time I was quite traumatized. I've never seen animals the state as I saw them when I went there. And I also remember there was a donkey because you know. Oftentimes, people don't understand the value of animals. They're just there as burdens of beasts. But there's so much more. But we don't respect them. And in this um, sanctuary, there was this donkey. I was calling one day to come and do some healing work on a donkey. Um, and when I got there, it had literally almost bashed itself to death. It was on its way out. And I just did a session with the animal. And I got a call in the afternoon to say it was walking. And I'm like, oh my god. I might be able to levitate after this. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Um, and so when I came back to London, I called up um, several places which did animal communication, and I spoke to um, a gentleman. And he goes, "You, you," he goes, "You're very gifted because you know there is there is something actually called animal communication." And so he did a one day course, intensive course, and I went along just to see the process and to also to add to what I already was doing um, unconsciously and that's when I learned certain techniques in terms of communicating with animals and basically it's a place of being becoming still, you become still, um, you become still around the animal or sometimes you can send me a picture and I can just tune into the animal so to speak and then I will have a, a conversation with the owner after so I have a three-way conversation relating what I've picked up from the animal to the owner and it's a very powerful and a very subtle process um, it's something that we can all do if we if we choose to and it's literally about becoming still and intuiting or feeling into the animal um, I mean, there's just lots of other crazy, there's lots of different examples, but another example was I was called out to a place just outside of, no, 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 I had a phone call with the manager, the polo manager of um, a place in Barbados, and he was having trouble with one of the horses, and so I said, send me the picture. And so what I did, I sort of intuited into the picture, and I was able to give the manager um, an insight into why the horse was behaving the way that it just wouldn't um, run, it wouldn't do anything. And it was because the trainer had was shouting at the horse, it, 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 it also had problems with its stomach, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And so they took the advice that was given, um, they changed, they moved it away from the trainer, they changed its diet and a few other things. And he sent me a picture of the horse and the horse, the horse's skin was actually glowing. Um, it was running. Um, it was interacting more because of those changes. Um, and what I've learned, Imani, is I've just really learned to trust what comes through me. Um, because sometimes, you know, I'd be on the bottle for what sometimes comes through me. <laughs> but... <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, and once in a while, there's a shaman friend I, I've called to say, this is what's happened. She goes, just trust the process, just, just trust. And, and so it's also about me getting out of my way, getting out of the way and just trusting that whatever comes through me is for the good of humanity, is for the good of animal. And, um, and also there's some healing in it for me as well. Yeah, that's so you know wonderful what you've just talked about there because I do 
agree it's almost like we don't we don't see the animals in you know in a in, as, as important and the thing is they they are they were here before we were and um you know they they do have their reason for being here which does impact us in, the, in a positive way and why, why do you why do you think why do you feel that humanity or human beings um do this hierarchy thing where you know um this this is important or these people are important and you know the animals are obviously right at the end there why, why do you think we we do that or we have that as a global um community um I would say, I mean, just talking to people, when you actually say to people that animals have feelings, I remember people laughing. Um, and I, I guess I was so incensed. I, I just left them standing and walked away because I'm not, I'm not even having that conversation. But I feel it's, because I think people look at animals because they can't verbally speak, yes. then they're, they're, they're seen as this inferior thing. And yet they also say a, a dog is a man's best friend. And oftentimes mm-hmm. I say animals will be your friend. An animal you can trust is they will stand by you more than human beings with all due respect, yeah. people. <laughs> um, and and oftentimes animals can actually feel us. They feel who we really are, mm-hmm. not sometimes that what we want to show uh, or the pretense or the mask or whatever it is for whatever reason we choose to show a certain aspect of ourselves but an animal would actually feel who you really are they can sense who you really are um and because they pick up on our, our most subtle emotions they pick up on our deepest emotions our deepest feelings our deepest fears um and it's a bit like children, you know, yeah. children instinctively, um, and sometimes it's kind of embarrassing, especially yeah. if they look at you and they're sort of bored, you think, oh my gosh, I really just, <laughs> I just really want to fling you back in your cot because why are you crying? Oh. Um, <laughs> they're picking something up, yeah. That's right, but um, I feel one of the factors is because people often say, well, animals can't speak, but I said they have their own method of communication. Yes. Um, and... And I guess also it's, it's, it's understandable because a lot oftentimes, especially with dogs, a lot of people have had formative experiences with dogs where they've been chased or where something's happened. And so it's given them that, you know, they've grown up with that fear. And so they, yeah. they can't allow themselves to trust um, themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because there's been quite a few people who have done readings with and who've been brought up in an environment of abuse themselves and it's interesting that they found solace with animals um the animals have become their caretaker so it's just really interesting the two sort of paradoxical takes that people have on animals depending on their experiences um and and i would say sometimes without being rude um their own level of consciousness because if you don't see animals as anything other than then there is that hierarchy and when you're in that place of hierarchy then you're in a you're on a certain level of consciousness mm, yes yeah so you know to um to get on a higher frequency you definitely need to be inclusive and um understand that all you know um beings on the planet are here for a purpose and yeah. um I know you were talking about people feeling because they can't talk, but we've come to understand that words is only 7% of communication. Communication is so much more 
than just you know being able to speak through a language so yeah you know that makes so much sense what you said there um no i i love the you know the intuition intuition side of things that's very much a part of you know what i do and one one of the things i'd ask you is um in this very noisy world that we live in the 21st century it's almost as though that part of us that faculty is being shut down are you Um, finding that are you finding that people are not as in tuned as maybe they could be should be um i think it's twofold i feel people are starting to open up oh yeah um so so on the one side people are starting to open you know it's almost like they've been forced to 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 um you know really look at the man in the mirror and you know once you try and take away the judgment oh sorry someone's trying to get onto the station um imani are they struggling Uh, are they having a problem Um, yes um okay um can can you send let me do that um what i'll do i'll send you the link and then can you send it to them what can you do it while you're talking to me yeah i can yeah yeah okay yeah go ahead yeah we're listening um I find I do feel people are starting to open up more, and they, but there is still a weariness. And how I usually say to people is that if there's been an argument in a room or a space, mm-hmm. if there's an argument in a room or a space, and you walk into that room or space, what do you feel? What do you sense? If you walk into an environment that's full of love and peace mm-hmm. and light, what do you sense? On a basic level, that's you tapping into your intuition. But I do feel that a lot of people are a little scared of actually tapping into that side of themselves because mm-hmm. they're going to have to face their truth and work through their truth. Um, and for me, I try to encourage people to to that it, it's actually okay to look at your truth because when you do that, life becomes lighter, life becomes much easier to manage and also you start to live in a place where actually if I deal with this I can actually I can actually step into a place where I can step into my dreams I can actually I can actually try this I can actually try that but when you're always sort of shutting down to your inner self shutting down to those messages those key messages that are trying to support you and actually you know you need to be doing xyz then you're shutting down to yourself you're not living wholeheartedly and then you know we want our children to be different how can uh, we expect our children to be different when most of us are living in in these little boxes and but also we have to realize that it's it takes time it's a process um but i very much believe with the pandemic and everything that's happened this year especially the universal god is saying you don't have the time that you think you need. This is a time of revelation. This is a time of looking at the man in the mirror because, you know, this is what this is what you can experience on the other side. It doesn't have to be a life of struggle. It doesn't have to be a life of 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 um, scarcity. It can be a life of abundance. Mm-hmm. You know, whether in your relationships with yourself, in your relationships with a significant other, your relationships with you know, it can be a life of abundance. But you have to look at the man in the mirror and stop, you know, putting, dealing with certain things so that you can experience that. Yeah, that's, that's my thinking. Yeah, no, that's that's really, really <laughs> important because you you can't really change anyone else, but what you can do is change yourself, and um, absolutely that can you know be a, a an example for somebody who's looking to to change. Absolutely. Um, 
And talking of being an example, you've won the Global Mentor Award four times. Can you tell us about that? Um, the, the Global Mentor Award was, I got that last year from Powerhouse, of course, not a senior moment, so sorry. <laughs> it was the Powerhouse Women's Award. That was one award, but I've won, um, been given four awards um, over time. And basically that was given to me, I believe, for my transformational leadership um, work that I'm, I'm doing. And sometimes it's interesting because I just do, because I just do, because I have a love of what I do and it's my vocation. Um, so when someone puts a label on it and when you're recognised, I'm like, yeah. okay, so that, that's what I was doing. <laughs> um I also want to ask you about the Be Mogul Award. Is that sort of alongside uh, alongside that? Or, yeah. Yeah, that was, um, I received the Be Mogul Award in 2016 um, for, for the work that I'm doing. And then um, before that, I think it was before that, I think it was in 2008, um, I received the Barclays, Barclay Card um um small business award and then in 2000 the millennium um that was the skill set millennium award and that was where i won an award to set up some sort of media platform um to celebrate you know it was part of a bme community um awards award ceremony and so I, I actually set up a website at the time um, interviewing women across the world um, about all the wonderful things they're doing um, so yes there's been four, four I was at acknowledgements to date you know that's wonderful and um, you know being in that you know obviously as you said you know this has been going on for quite a while where you've really just shown leadership and you know being an entrepreneur a natural entrepreneur and what i would ask you is um anyone listening to you um who may have ideas or what have you what would you say into because sometimes people you know have the ideas they might get started but with a few challenges down the road it might stop them what would you say what has kept you going and doing all these wonderful things and um winning these awards for your you know for your work Mm. I think winning the awards have just is like a byproduct of doing the work. Um, but what's kept me going is just my sheer determination. In that, firstly, I don't and I won't do mediocrity in my life. Um, secondly, you know, if I can show others that it's possible, but it's not easy. It isn't easy. You know, sometimes when you're down on your knees, um, what gets me up? I, I sometimes feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, oh, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it's that that whole thing of when you're driving through and sometimes, you know, do I pay the rent or do I put food, you know, you know do I put food on the table and continue with my dream? And there's been loads of times where I'm like, I ain't paying the rent because I got to eat and I, I need to, and I got something to, and I need to carry this money into, into my business. But also what drives me is this whole thing of, I can create this. I have created this. I've started this creation. This creation is mine. Nobody can take it away from me. So how far can I build and expand on that creation? Um, and I would say some of the processes to keep going is... You've got to find, you've got to dig deep. You've got to dig so deep within your heart and soul in terms of 
what is it that I really want? I mean, sometimes <coughs> I've gone on a path and I thought I was going to do this and that and it hasn't it hasn't worked out. So I've gone to plan B, plan C. Um, and then I've had a couple of people around me who I trust and who will tell me the truth. Um, and my Achilles heel back in the day was that I was doing too much. You know, I was, I was jack of all trades and um, master of none. And I had to really hone that down. And so for me, my advice to anyone is, um, I could say to you, get clear about your vision, but sometimes the vision changes. So get clear about where you are at this moment in time, go after it. And if you have to change lane, that's okay. But just keep moving forward and hold on to the vision and dream that this is my baby. This is what I want. What is, and I keep saying, what is your why? My why is that I want to be able to do better for myself. I want my 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 young men, my granddaughter, and others to say it, it is achievable. But also, if you look around you, Imani, if you look around you, everything in this whole wide world, in this universe, has been a creation of somebody. You know, even even down to the drawing pin and what's that that's a little head and a little nail you know everything it's it's everything and so that in itself should be inspiration enough to keep going to keep going and also like i said i want nice things now if i want something i don't want to be thinking oh can i can't i want to be able to go out and by X, Y, Z, why not? You know, a lot of times we have this thing about abundance that we can only have this. And, you know, we have to be come with this whole scarcity thing. But for me now, I know I've worked my tail off. I've worked incredibly hard to get to where I've got to now. And my vision is I want this. But also, ultimately, with that, with the money that I make from my success, I want to set up sanctuaries, um where I can hold retreats, where people can come along and experience, just experience something different in their lives mm -hmm. once, maybe for the first time in their life. So does that answer it in a nutshell? Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, absolutely amazing. Everything you've said there, especially the, the last part, because um, I think you mentioned COVID earlier on, and I just feel like, um, you know, people have kind you know, a lot of people have woken up, that's true. But a lot of people have just felt, you know, disillusioned as well and really scared. And I think yeah. um, it's so important to have a, what I'm hearing you say, you have, you're still got a vision, you're still focusing on the future. And um, that's the only way we can go. We, it's not about looking at what is, it's about, mm -hmm. you know, knowing in your heart what you're being given, what you're being guided towards. And yeah. uh, I think going for your, going towards your vision is what keeps the world going and keeps um, the inspiration and the empowerment that you speak and the about. Hope. And the hope, that the hope that there's got to be something better around the corner. Absolutely. Um, you know, people, we, we, throughout, throughout time, there's always been major circumstances or situations, you know, with wars and stuff. I mean, you know, there's, there's always been something that's, almost brought the world to its knees and it's what 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 how can you get up in these times you know what can you create and if you look at around you there's so many people who have um there's so many people who have created businesses um 
at this moment in time there's yeah. so many people who have um just taken that leap of faith but also we i do understand that for a lot of people it is an incredibly stressful time as well um you know people who have literally worked you know the nine to five and the nine to six the nine to seven and nine to eight and that that's become their life and that's all they've had and so now that they've got time they don't even know where to start in terms of vision dreams um because either they're too tired or because you become molded into a certain way of being and thinking and then all of a sudden you've got this space and this time or sometimes you just haven't got a job anymore and then you know you're in this mode of um survival so in that survival mode you haven't even got time to think about dreams and hopes you, you just need to how am i going to feed my family so all those elements have to be taken into consideration um and so for those of us who are in a space where we can create where we're still driving forward um and where we can still do something to reach out to the community to reach out to the global community to say hey we see you come run with us um listen to a different type of narrative that may support you then that's what i'm prepared to do esther yeah thank you for that and, and you're so right everything exists in the unknown so if we just focus on what is going on now what we hear on the news what you know the government is saying what you know people are saying around us then you know you're kind of wrapping yourself locking yourself into that small you know place Whereas Absolutely. with your dreams and um, if everyone's dreaming and going for it, you're going into the unknown. And that's where everything that is has, you know, came from. That's where everything was originally. And you're right. Yeah. So we've had, how many times have people in, you know, hundreds of years, thousands of years had there been difficulties and the human, you know, the human spirit has managed to survive and, you know, come through to where we are yeah. today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and like my, one of my sort of phrases is, it's not easy, but it's possible. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's interesting, Imani, that even throughout this lockdown, I mean, today I was on set, I was an extra on a film that's coming out soon. Um, and then even was it about six weeks ago, and this is really interesting because six weeks ago, um, I was an extra, um, in this i think it was something that the national health were doing and i actually had to play a covid 19 patient oh. and i thought isn't that interesting with my views on this so, it's so opposite oh my god it was that i had to get into character wow. i quite enjoyed it actually and, I had to, and they had a doctor they actually brought on a real doctor to to, to play and i said well what does a covid 19 patient feel like you know what does it feel like at its worst um and so i've actually taken a dive into doing things that I've never done before um, and there's other things I actually wanted to do um, uh, what, do you, what is it that when you get a lot of people together and they dance to a particular track um, I've always wanted to get you know um, like hundreds of people in a park and we have a tune wow. and everybody does the same thing oh, I know wow. there's a word for it but the senior moments are kicking in a bit <laughs> <laughs> yes I have um, no, I tell you what, it's no joke when you're on the air and you're trying to get word and it's like, it's not coming, it's like, oh my god. You can sort of see it floating in front yeah, of you and it's there, like, no, I need it's to It's just see. not, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. That um, sounds wonderful, it, you know, fun. I think, it, you know, certainly that sounds like, you know, because the spirit loves to, you know, loves to enjoy it and dancing is a really, um, 
amazing, you know, it's an amazing thing, amazing tool that really helps to enliven the spirit. It does, it does, because it releases, it, it's, because um, when I, the times when I used to go raving, I've, I've done that a lot more than elder years um, <laughs> but I also I get into my vortex and in that vortex I'm releasing but also I'm receiving and um, please don't try and ask me for a dance because I'm in the vortex here okay <laughs> um, but and, and also it's such a an energizer as well um, and in that moment in that space you can forget everything and you can and you know I, I'm realizing that even like some of my movements in money I'm doing some James Brown moves I'm like wow. how am my legs able to Move do up. this how am I <laughs> you know it must be the omega 3 6 and 9 that I'm taking yes. <laughs> oh, wow. um, and even now, you know, that that's is so key that we try to keep up some sort of dancing. I, I miss that yeah. on occasion. Um, I mean, it's all right for me to fling myself about in my room and um, listen to my, my soul. But, um, you know, when you get together with a group, in a, in a group, mm-hmm. there's an energy, there's an energy that, that vies between each other. Um, and that's what's needed, to, especially at this moment in time. Absolutely. Um, and I think that that's one of the big problems that, you know, people are talking about is at this time with everything going on, the last thing people want to do is social distance, you know, because yeah. they we need each other more than, more than ever. So um, yeah. people are struggling with that. You know, what I want to ask you, Esther, you work internationally in terms of what you do. What would you say are the same things, or what would you say are the, the things that keep coming up, whether people are here or abroad? when you're working with them, either through mentoring, coaching, or, you know, any of the work that you're doing, what do you find are the same things, good or bad, that keeps coming up? What we spoke about earlier in terms of um, getting in touch with, just getting in touch with our our intuitiveness, mm-hmm. And also standing in your truth is, you know, that's one thing that I'm known for, um, speaking about standing in your truth. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm, I've arrived because we're all constantly evolving, but what, you know, whether I've been to Barbados or the States or wherever, there's this whole thing of encouraging people to stand in your truth because, <sighs> Like I said, we are more intangible than we realise. And when we don't stand in our truth, there's an energy that goes out that really says where we are really at within ourselves. And I'm not saying it's easy, but there's so much pain out there in terms of, you know, within relationships and situations, because oftentimes people just sleep underneath the carpet and... Um, but what that also does, you you live a false reality because then you're attracting the people who are living in that sort of false reality and it becomes a real reality to them. But then if you look at the impact of what that does in terms of your your relationship with yourself and how you identify yourself um, and then your relationship with your significant other or others around you, um, and then it gets to the stage where standing in your truth becomes a problem because you no longer know who you are is that making sense oh yeah absolutely um and then it it 
it just takes things into a totally different place and I keep saying it's not easy but the more that you learn to stand in your truth there's, there's a power then and oftentimes when you know we you, we greet each other as kings and queens and empress whatever sometimes I want to say because <laughs> sorry with respect but it's true because then you know when you understand your kingness or your empressness or your queenness mm. then you operate you start to operate from a place of honor and integrity and sacredness and and what that is like i said it doesn't have to be something that's really hardcore but then it becomes this this flow of i honor you because i honor me which means i'm going to treat you at the highest esteem and i'm going to and i want the best for you as i would want the best for myself and and i will do i will go out on a limb for you because i'm i'm in this place of honor and that's why so many people oftentimes they're in a place of pain and that pain then translates into the relationship they have around them because they're not walking in their truth and then then we then they settle for mediocrity and and it becomes a cycle yeah absolutely it a cycle and so if so if that answers your question that is one of the things that um in terms of connecting on a global level that's one of the things that i find people struggle with a lot of people want to step into their truth um and a lot of people aren't for whatever reason and there's no judgment um but my encouragement always is what is your truth what is your truth what is your harmony and even sometimes i have my moments so i'm not like i keep saying i've certainly not arrived um but because i know the pain that not standing in my truth creates within me i'm constantly working to evolve that yeah absolutely i mean i feel these types of conversations you can never ever you know say oh i've had that conversation or i've read that book and now it's done it's yeah. always it's you know we need it all the time we need to and this is why um you know someone like yourself who's a transformational coach um people are are you finding that more and more people especially people who care about succeeding and, and going forward are you finding that more and more people are looking to you as a coach to help them with these inner conversations um that you know they probably can't have with um people around them I am, but interestingly, I'm finding a lot of young people. You know, a lot of young people are saying we want we want to speak to elders who are about truth, um, and a lot of the young people are looking for elders who can, who who where they can actually see the truth being unravelled. Um, and even you know, for me, sometimes I'm quite if I if I'm down on my knees, I say yeah, I've been down on my knees. Um, I'm not going to gloss anything. Mm-hmm. I have been in many places, Imani, and so young people want to hear that truth because they're like we see you you walk your talk <laughs> you walk your talk and because a lot of them are struggling now i mean there's quite a few young people that i'm um i'm auntie you know they call me auntie i feel so yeah. honored and privileged <laughs> so old. I, get, I get called it as well auntie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's it's a nice. lot of young people it's, it's honorable isn't it it is it is and it's kind of yummy you feel kind of protective when you're with them as well um but you know i would say a lot of young people are more open because also a lot of young people are, are 
especially I'm finding with the girls, they're more open to their consciousness, they're more open to their intuition, um, and they just want to they just want to know what can we do with it, how can we how can we um, navigate with this 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 gift that we've been given. Um, and a lot of them really want to walk in their truth. It's just really interesting. They just want to walk in their truth because there's no other way for them to be. And they also experience the pain of not walking in that truth. Is that making sense? Oh, God, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. And, so, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, and, and I guess for the those who are, are, are older, um, it's actually manifesting in their physical body. It's really interesting. Um, a lot of the untruths are manifesting in their physical body. I mean, you might have heard that I've got this tickle, this cough um, periodically um, and I've been talking to you and I know that's telling me to rest um, and there's, I feel there's something else going on underneath. But that's just my indication of I need to be looking into that. Um, so I hope I'm making sense in terms of the question you've asked. So people who are coming to me are those who've got some real deep physical problems that's manifesting in their body because of stuff that they've held on to for years and we don't realize that a lot of the emotions that we don't release it gets stored and then it manifests as, as something else and that's why for me communication is key because also if i'm around um people or situations the communication is static it hurts my chakras and i'm like you know i can't be dealing with this mm -hmm. because i need to look up myself um and so and also for me to speak my truth also encourages others to come into my space to seek support because i'm just saying you know sometimes i've experienced what you've experienced and we can work through that together yeah i love that you know um energy in motion and, and it's so true people don't realize that our emotions are you know moving around our body they are they are things they are you know and it's unresolved things yeah. that does need to heal and um whether you use talk therapy or you know any sort of um any sort of spiritual healing um is very very important i had someone on recently who's a spiritual um teacher healer and um, mm -hmm. we were talking about how you know the body holds on to so many things and you know when we think of getting older a lot of it mm. I feel has to do with what we've held on to um, mm. that has stiffened us and causing all these different um, illnesses and like you said it manifests differently in, in young people and young people these days seem to be much more in touch with you know their intuition and um, wanting to know more they, they're searching aren't they really, absolutely really absolutely and, and, you know, um, for my last magazine, there was one particular young lady, she said something so key. She goes, we don't want to walk with the narrative of our, of our parents. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they're getting that because, you know, a lot of the narrative of, of I would say, people in my age group, and it's not just me, it just is, but a lot of their narrative is stuck and they don't want to carry that. Um, and I'm like, okay. You, you you don't get it you get it girlfriend um yeah and I, and I think you know in talking to you I can tell that you know you are on a you know you are on a, a different path or you look at things from a different perspective and and I think that that's what it is I think 
you know, we, we get a perspective from society, how we should be, how we should see things. And, you know, people get grown up into that. And it's almost like um, young people now, those um, those things have been broken, those chains have been broken free of them. And they're just, you know, they can see. It's just that they need the guidance is what I'm hearing you say. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and they are reaching out for the guidance. It could just simply mean that, you know, just be there for us when we fall, um, just be there to catch us because we, because we're not going to stay down. We're, we're going to pick ourselves up. But just, just be there, um, you know, and sometimes even when they struggle with life, you know, there's a young lady that um, I, I support in the background and she's pretty much on her own, but she's a very connected young lady but there's also a lot of confusion and she reaches out on occasion and just to have that person to say to connect with even to sound things off that's what they want but also someone that can understand them at that level um at that level of that level of consciousness which where a lot of them are at um and where a lot of them do want to explore but you know often find challenging yeah, and it's interesting, you know, we started off the conversation with you talking about, um, you know, we've been inspired by, you know, some of the people who came before you who've done great things. And um, here we are talking about young people who are trying to stand on the, these shoulders and, you know, they're seen further forward. And yeah. it's like a certain group, certain age group um, of people are like the the people, that, the in-between, you know, they're... They kind of see where the elders have been and what they've done and appreciate that. But they also appreciate that, you know, young people, you know, need guidance and they don't necessarily want to, they, they, def- they want to take things further. They don't want to kind of just stay static with what we've achieved so far. Yeah, and um, right. Yeah, and it's about, you know, kind of that middle. How, how does it feel for you being in that middle? Because you are, you're interviewing people that, you know, kind of are older and maybe have done um, great things that you, um, uh, you know, have appreciated over the over the years, and um, you are also, you know, looking at the young people who are coming with their questions as well. Mm. Um, it's interesting because I, I used to say old school. I got this from Stephen Colazzo from Odyssey. You know, if you're looking for a way out, um, I sort of he's coined this thing old, but old school meets new school, mm-hmm. and. Um, as you said, my passion for the, the elders is that there's so much wisdom, there's so much so much there that we can take away from um, their experiences. It's almost like a guidebook for life, you know, a guidebook that, you know, life ain't... Um, Langston Hughes wrote a poem on time about um, that sort of said, you know, life isn't a crystal stairs, there's, ta- there's tacks and there's nails, but I'm still going to keep climbing onwards. You know, he, he did a poem or something around that. And then there's the young people that are like, that are saying, you know, we want to, we, we know who we are. We just need some support in, in moving forward and maintaining that, that movement. And yes, we want to explore the world. And yes, on one level, we want to eat mangoes and coconut and all those sort of mm-hmm. things. And on the other side, then we want to, we want to have an English breakfast, maybe with a hot dog. And then they're on the other side. So they want to have the benefit of everything. They want to have the experiences of everything. Um, but more so what I'm feeling with them is, um 
like the, the old school, they've they set a platform and they've lived their lives and they've lived their dreams in spite of and despite of. And the youngers are coming up and saying, well, we want to live our dreams as well. Um, we just need some support in getting onto a platform um, where we can raise our voices, where we can be seen and where then we can leap off into the sunset if we want. And so being the person... And it's interesting you put that. I hadn't seen myself as the the middle man, but being the person in the middle, sort of connecting the experiences of both and then bringing them together so that even with the old school, they can be revived by the, the youngsters and their ideas and who they are and the energy of them. And then the youngsters can be revived and energized by the tenacity of the elders yeah. and the tenacity and that's and as I'm talking to you just reminded me of in the summer issue of the magazine I did um, a section called voices of the elders and voices of the youth and the same thing that we're talking about um, I captured voices of the elders were like Gerald Alston from the Manhattans, Lee John from Imagination Chris Amoo from The Real Thing, William Mickey Stevenson, who was Motown's first A&R man. Um, and then on the other side, there were four young people. And their their interviews were so, if I might say, banging, because they were so on point with their, with their passion, like, this is who we are. And yeah, we've already got our swords and, our, and we're ready. We're ready for the world. We just need you guys to support us as we go through, because we're going to go through anyway. And it was just... So the combination of um, it's a bit like a seesaw. Really. I'm sitting in the middle of the seesaw, and everybody's going up and down and up <laughs> and down. <laughs> and you want to get that nice balance, yeah. 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 But everybody's learning from each, each other, other at the same yes. time, and even I'm learning, um, and I'm being inspired um, from both sides. And I and I think that that's what it's about. It's it's about sort of you know listening to you know those that are older and those that are younger and getting that sort of you know that understanding and in there i feel is some sort of answer for a way forward yeah 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 absolutely esther please talk to us about what i'd like you to do now is really just talk to you know let people know about your fantastic magazine how they can get hold of it and all the wonderful things you're doing and, you know, how they can get in touch with you for coaching um, and how they can, you know, where, where are you on social media? Okay, okay. So my social media handles are at, at sign, um, Turning Point Magazine or Esther Austin Global. Oh, there's one more on the sofa with Esther. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm a little bit on Twitter and I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> because LinkedIn is very much a business, is the business, yes. you know, I'm like, on Facebook, Facebook. Um, it's, it's, it's that social chat. Um, and for the magazine, you can go to www.turningpointmag.com. I've got to update the site. Or you can go to isusu.com slash Esther Austin Global. But if you go onto Facebook, you can see all the relevant links to the magazine. It's under um, Turning Point Magazine. And I am currently working on the autumn issue 
of that magazine is called Coming Through COVID, a Caribbean Expo. And I'm going to be featuring um, lots of the, the artists in the Caribbean, you know, getting their take or in terms of how they've experienced um, this whole lockdown. And there's some incredible stories in there. In terms of um, some of the other work that I'm doing, because from the magazine also, I'm going to be doing some masterclasses because it's okay to have the magazine, which mm -hmm. is a great body of work. But then for those individuals who are at a turning point in their life, you know, it's about to provide, it's about providing masterclasses or workshops to support them as they go through their turning point. Um, so very soon I will have my Esther Austin Global website up. It should be in another two weeks and that will be fully updated with all the wonderful information. So that would be like a one-stop shop where you can go to to find out what I'm doing. Um, and you know you'll see my some books i've written up on there and lots of other things wow you know you are definitely um doing so much you're a mover and shaker doing wonderful things and um you know before you before we wrap up this segment um is there anything you want to share with the listeners any mm -hmm. insights or um anything you want them to know about you and, and also before i before you even do that what does the future hold for esther austin what does what will Esther be doing in the next two, three, four, five years? Mm, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna say everything that's in my in my dream box. Okay. Um but ultimately I want to expand my media um platform. So I do want to have my own, you know, real TV mm -hmm. channel, which which is in the making now. Um and also to bring out my fashion range, which is called the funky butterfly. Ooh, because like that's that. what I am. I'm the funky butterfly. Yeah. And, and in in that body of clothing, you know, some of it is quite sort of loose and flowy and harem pants. Mm. But it's also to say you can do sexy in flowy. You can do sexy. It's, it's, who, it's how you carry the clothes, how you carry them. Um, so that's, that's, I would say that those are two things that I'm going to let on about. Um, and also a lot of the, the interviews that I'm doing to turn them into documentaries. Um, just take things on a, um, a step further. But anything else, I'm not going to say. You will have to wait. <laughs> okay, we will. Um, so that website, I know you said your website will be ready in two weeks. Have you got the, the name so people can keep checking until you're up and running or will they find yeah. it on Facebook or somewhere? Yeah, if they go on Facebook, but it would be under estherostinglobal.com. Um, EstherAustinGlobal.com, but at this moment in time, um, you can yeah just go onto Facebook and you can see everything there. All the links will be there um, about the work I do. And if anybody would like a, an intuitive reading mm. or a healing session, just mention your show and um, I'll give you a special deal because it you know it's it's yeah wow. It's, can you can you just give a little insight on that? I mean, I, I love things like that, but um, can you just sh you know with the um, listeners what 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 can they expect? Okay, so um, as part of the body of work I do, I do intuitive readings and, and energy healing. Um, I just coin everything underneath the banner of transformational leader because I also do speaking engagements, and so with an intuitive um, reading, it gives 
a client an insight into what's going on in their life, what's gone on in their life and what's creating, um, what's brought them to the place where they're at at this moment in time. And then it, you know, then I get a download of information offering guidance and solutions that would help them to move from that place or to understand why they've got where they've got to and to also understand what's actually going on. Because, you know, sometimes things are happening in our lives and we don't quite clearly understand it. And we just get, you know, an intuitive reading just gives people an insight, a clear, a razor sharp insight into what's really going on so they can really deal with things. Um, and it was interesting because someone said to me recently, you know, why would people want to um, have readings or get, you know, they should know. But a lot of people don't know or they choose not to know the things that's happened in their lives that they've shut down to. Um, and so that's what that an intuitive reading does. In terms of the distant healing, um, it works on the body on the different energy levels so oftentimes if you've got pain or if you've got emotional stuff that's going on um a session will i always say the energy has an intelligence of its own and so it will go to wherever the pain or discomfort or dis-ease is and oftentimes it will work its magic if for want of a better word to release that blockage to release that emotional um blockage and oftentimes clients walk away feeling not feeling the pain anymore not feeling that discomfort not feeling that disease because it's been transmuted but oftentimes it's the client has to want change for this to actually work they have to believe that they have the power working in conjunction with myself to change that themselves yeah i love that um and that's that's beautifully said and, and it's so true i think people sometimes think well i'm me and i know who i am and i know what i but yeah. people don't realize it's I, I always take look at it as you know you can't be in the picture especially in the old days when you had the camera where you couldn't even do a selfie you can't yeah. see yourself 360 degrees. You can't see yourself all the way round and inside. Yeah. And a lot of the times we're suppressing so much, we don't want to look at some of these things. So it takes somebody who's able to kind of connect to provide a safe space like what you do to allow yeah. people to unpack these things. Um, mm. And yeah, and I and I think, um, you know, that is, it is definitely a need, especially um in today where things are so fast and um yes. coming at us you know from every yeah. angle yeah so that's beautiful is there anything else esther you'd like to share with us is there any um insights or you know words of encouragement you'd like to share before we wrap up i was just saying you know um you know stepping into your truth isn't as scary as it may seem and I keep getting, I'm getting in my head, sorry. And also taking the, sometimes we have to just stop and take a look around us to see also who's in our space, who we've attracted into our space. And sometimes it may mean that you just have to just bite the bullet and just jump ship and just start all over again. And it's okay. It's not, and I, and I keep saying it's not easy, but it's, it really is possible. And in these times it's necessary um, because People may not always understand your dream and your purpose and where you're going. And that's actually cool. 
that's fine because if you can find the strength within yourself and the passion to just drive through for you then even in that passion itself you realize you are a creator you are co-creating and who comes on the gravy train with you comes on the train with you who doesn't doesn't and it's okay it's okay because what i've learned to realize in money is that oftentimes a lot of time people just don't want to move forward for themselves and they want you to be there with them and that's cool if that's you know i, I remember interviewing cc peniston last year and she goes her friends were all saying you're always doing too much don't you think you do too much why don't you just stop why don't you stop she goes no why don't you step up why don't you step up and i thought excellent yeah why don't you step up you know why why is it always when you're in a certain place you're always expected to step down to to do mediocre no um and, and it may be a lonely journey but you know what once you get closer to source to spirit to god or whatever works for you then it's almost like actually i'm walking you know that 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 poem about footprints in the sand you know i've got someone walking with me and yes we do need that physical person by our side you know it's nice to be able to lean in to some place but if you have to go it on your own for a while then that's cool because eventually someone will cross paths with you um and also another thing i would just like to leave with people is communication is key communication is key we have different communication styles but if we can't communicate um it's you can't build on 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 empty air and grunt and nods <laughs> um communication is key wow yes absolutely absolutely it's a connecting thing that you know keeps us in the same direction and we know you know who's vibrating on that same you know level um and yeah and try something different i mean you know everybody's different because we're all different personalities you know sometimes i like to jump ship and then think, oh, what have I done? <laughs> um, and I'm getting restless again. So I'm thinking, what is it that I want to do now? Um, what is it or what can I do now within this time frame? But even within this lockdown, non-lockdown time, whatever, um, there's still things that you can do. And um, I'm ready to explore me again and to, you know, who I am now. I might not even be next week. And that's cool because I'm getting bored. Yeah, I love that you ask those powerful questions because questions they really, you know, they really can transform you um, in terms of who you become and you know what you do and um, what comes you know through you. So uh, yeah. I, I love that. So you know to always because we can ask questions like why does this keep happening to me or why has this happened to me and those sort of questions they just keep you you know stuck. But the sort of questions that opens up, you know, allows you to kind of dig deeper. Um, yeah. You know, that's what transforms and um, I love that. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, like I said, an anal process. You think, oh, God, we've got to have a conversation again. Oh, God. You know, it just becomes part of a flipping lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It just becomes, yes. you know, and 
and I guess, like you said, once again, it, it depends on what level people are on because for some people, I might think, oh, here we go again. Whereas, you know, there's a few friends of mine are already intuitive and we have these discussions and it's just, it's almost like you can have these discussions while these in a bag of chips. It's nothing because we know, you know, because it's almost like it's just part of life, man. You want to move forward. We don't want to be stuck. We ain't going back there again. So this is what we are prepared to do. And we laugh, we joke about it. And sometimes, yeah, people might say, Esther, you know, come on, you know, you know, I don't mind people holding me account being accountable because that's fine. But you know, I feel why a lot of people don't deal with stuff because they think, oh, here we go again, it's boring. No, it's not because actually it's going to keep you stuck. You're going to be stuck in your same narrative and stuff all the time. Whereas it's just a conversation. <laughs> a, a conversation, know. right? Conversation can change your perspective and have you just looking at the whole thing totally different. Is that saying, isn't it? Um, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Around you change, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and like you said, it doesn't have to be some, you know, yeah, we're going to get ready to have this, you know, deep, meaningful conversation. It, it can happen, you know, really, yeah, just friends coming together and just, you know, wanting to open to truth. And yeah. once you're open and your intention is right, you will get a result. Yeah, because they say the truth sets you free and it really does yeah. in money. Yeah. It slowly does. Because um, like, you know, like, like we said in my body of work, I see, I see so many times when so many people that are in their truth and, you know, they're just, they're in a box and that box ain't going to open up until mm-hmm. they choose to check or something happens to show them a way. Um, and even for me, you know, the times when I've not been stuck in my truth, you know, I mean, I know that for, with this little talk, cough, there's something that I need to speak. Um, but when I'm not in my truth, boy, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's almost like, you know what? Let me just deal with this. Let me just deal with this so that I can walk free. And also, like you said, then it doesn't impact on your own personal and physical health as well. Um, but this isn't a judgment to anybody who's suffering from anything because, no. you know, different strokes are different blows and it may not be that for you. But I'm just saying as part and parcel of our growth, um, you know, for me, exercise is part of that. Um, dancing is part of that. Healthy oh, eating yes. is part of that. Um, so there's lots of different aspects that we're always working on. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. all I've got to say today. It's um, it's a sort of whole, you know, to get that whole, to become wholesome, you have to work on every aspect, you know, mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, uh, financially, socially. Financially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll do the financial stuff at this moment in time. Because mm-hmm. I said for this year for Christmas, I don't want to do, I don't want to do turkey. I want to do pheasants. I want to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh wow. Very very yeah. nice. But um, yeah, it, it's and it is about you know again you know people are worried about the festive times you know oh my god will we be able to meet up because I think at the moment is it back to five or six people only? I think it's six. I, I think it. I think it's um, six. But you know what would be really interesting as you're as you're talking, I can see people booking a restaurant and <laughs> they've got the six tables dotted around and it, and it's everybody that they know, but they're just in six tables dotted around. You know, oh, there no. you go. It's sold. <laughs> I've got my table, you've got your table, they've got their table. Oh my god. Yeah. Um I'm sure people I know that people will definitely 
find a way anyway and especially for you know new year's eve people are going to want to celebrate something especially after the year that we've had um i would say it's unprecedented it's uncertain but also there's been expansion and, and creativity and revelation and awareness um trust me um i very much believe that for new year's eve um unless they bring in the army um no, no, I'll take that. Be wise. But yeah, we'll we'll see. I would I would just say you know whatever moments you can capture to do things. And yes, yeah, sometimes I can be a bit of a rebel. Rebel. I, I'll just go and do my thing. But I still do practice social distancing. I mean, I yeah. tend I like I tend to roam a lot on my own anyway, so it's not really impacted me that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, whatever moments you can take, take them. Hmm. Yeah, and um, I, I love that. Um, but Esther, thank you so much, and um, you know we'd love to have you back. I love your, you know, your energy is so vibrant, and um, you know all the things you're doing and um, is is amazing. And thank um, you. yeah, we'd love to you know have you back if you're when you know when when you're next available. But, would love to. Would oh. love to. <laughs> But thank you so much, and keep up the the wonderful work you're doing. I, I love that picture you sent for the for the poster. What, what what was that about? Where were you? Where were you? Oh, that one. Um, that was taken. There's a photographer that took some images in the summer issue of the magazine. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of an exchange because um, I profiled her in the magazine, mm-hmm. and then she goes, "Come," because she's from Russia. So she goes, "Come, do a photo shoot with me." And that was in Richmond Park, um, and so. We did a we did, yeah we did a photo shoot and once again that captured another essence of who I am and I mm. was there. Yeah, um, I, I got the spiritual. You know, it just felt very ethereal and you know natural. You know, the natural environment and yeah. you just looked as though you were kind of in the flow. That's the you know the smile on on your face there and yeah, it's, it's a beautiful photo. Thank you. I, I was kind of hungry at the time as well, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's that semi-space that oh, wow. as well. And there's me thinking, there she is, in the flow. <laughs> oh, wow. No, it was, it's a, you know, lovely because, um, you know, nature, and, and, I, and I know, obviously, just speaking to you, that nature is a very important part of, you know, what you, you know, where you like to be, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's where I am. Um, it's where I like to wander off. I need to wander off there a bit more actually um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I get so busy sometimes but it's so yeah. important to to be out there in nature and um, connect it's funny like when you know when all hell breaks loose out here you go mm. into nature and it's like everything stops doesn't it it's like being peace. in a different realm almost yeah there's a peace mm. and that's what it that's the energy that nature holds and um, I mean I've got a dog um and you know he holds. I know he holds a space for me. I mean, sometimes I wish he would go on holiday because he could be a little, <laughs> little needy. Oh. <laughs> you know, but um, nature it, it really does hold a space for for us all. Um, and that's why I keep you know I would like, just like to keep emphasising. You know, just find some space mm. to go to, and even if it just means six of you can congregate, just take the six of you mm. someplace and do a barbecue but make it work for you make it work because we have to make we have to find our peace in these times as well absolutely we you know and and there is peace to be found because it's it's all within and once you're going within 
you are going to find that there is an abundant an abundance um and, it, and it's in and out isn't it because you think of the ether that everything's come from there so mm. when people say things like oh you know this there's nothing you know this is the last days or there's not much left there's not much resources left but you know i i, I don't agree i feel no, nature I don't is, yeah nature and source energy is is always uh-huh. going to be always going to be and consciousness is always going to be um you can never stop the flow yeah. of consciousness so Abraham Hicks, you know, I've oh, been listening yes. to a lot of them and, and they keep affirming that there is and even Deepak Chopra, I've been doing this, I've started to do that 21 day abundance thing. And he just talks about unlimited consciousness, you know, yeah. delve within the unlimited consciousness. I'm like, okay, what can I create? Um, I might just try and levitate a bit. Um <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but you know, yeah. what 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 can I create? Um and I know for me the next step is um, yeah, more clients and more more exposure for my work mm-hmm. and yeah. um, more creativity. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it is, you know, it is our birthright um, and there is an abundance of, of everything. But, you know, obviously, if we focus, like Law of Attraction, if we focus on the, somebody's limited um, paradigm or, you know, what, what somebody's focused on and we buy into that, then obviously we, we, we won't see it's like when you're you're out and about you're always going to see what is aligned with your mm-hmm. dominant yeah. thoughts your dom- yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. we need to expand our thinking <laughs> yeah and so i would say more cake and also with that expansion <laughs> just also it's not going to happen all at once but just hold the intention of what you want and yes. it will come it will come it may take some time mm-hmm. but it will come so yeah Thank you.